Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Listen. Let me show you how we kicking it. Lacing up my cleats to chase a goal. Been like Beckham, but we never fold. Let me show you how we kicking it. Baby, you ain't working how we working. Scoring like a 10 up on my jersey. Let me show you how we kicking it. Stay up in the field, we going hard. Pray we never see a yellow card. Let me show you how we kicking it. So if your feet can plant it to the ground, we'll go ahead and put your hands down. Let me show you how we kicking it. What is up, you guys? My name is Jess Lazo, and you are kicking it with me on the Women's College Soccer Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome to episode nine of the podcast. So just last week, news broke out that the Big West Conference was canceling fall sports for this upcoming spring, including soccer. Originally, fall sports were going to roll over to the spring if a conference decided to cancel in the fall, but apparently that isn't going to be the case for the Big West Conference. That being said, I wanted to bring someone on the show today who was personally affected by the cancellation of Big West fall sports. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome UC Irvine soccer player and senior captain Lauren McKimmy. Lauren and I go way back to the club soccer days, so it's really exciting to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, me too. So what exactly happened? What was the reasoning behind the Big West canceling? Obviously, COVID has a lot to do with it, but were there any other factors that led to this decision? Yeah, so obviously, like you mentioned, in the fall or in the, yeah, in the fall, they decided that they would move our season back starting in February and make this like a spring sport. Um, Just recently, I had um, a meeting with the athletic director and with the coaches just to discuss how they got to the decision. And it was the COVID cases rising. Um, We also have people in our conference from Hawaii, obviously, long ways away. That's a lot of traveling to do to get there. And then Northern California, we have a lot of teams from there in the COVID virus is a lot worse up in Northern California and the resources just at each school had to come together and be on the same plan and it just didn't seem possible that we'd be able to figure that out along with all the spring sports as well. So is spring sports getting canceled too or are they still playing? They're right now still playing but there hasn't really been a decision on them quite yet. Do you think that they'll get canceled sooner or later? I hope not because they got canceled last time but I'm not sure if they're going to be able to figure out the resources for them either, to be honest. Resources meaning what, like traveling or like facilities? What do you mean by that? So like testing protocols, being able to get tested twice a week, having enough athletic trainers. That way, if someone gets sick, another athletic trainer can step in. Um, The weight room, using those facilities, not having everyone in there at the same time. So just all that stuff coming together. Yeah, I yeah, I, I guess I didn't really think about that. I'm like, fingers crossed that our season doesn't get canceled. Um, I, know. I mean, I'm in the Big East and we have like our schedule out, but honestly, who knows anymore? I feel like you can never get your hopes up too much because like you, like it just got canceled. I mean, having to experience a canceled season twice is already hard enough, but being a senior makes it much more disappointing and upsetting. So what was going through your head when you heard that your season had been canceled for the second time? I think just, I think it was always kind of in the back of my head that there was a chance that it could get canceled just because of everything going on. But 
not my team and the coaches, we didn't really talk about that option. We always talked about, okay, let's look towards this date. This is when we're going to play. Um, when I found out it was about a week ago, it was last Thursday. And it was just kind of like that closure to soccer that you like, uh, like aim for, like you're ready for your senior night. You're ready for the banquet. You're ready for your last game. Like it just, just kind of robbed of the seniors, not just me, but a lot of seniors in the big West through all sports and other conferences as well. And it was just like, it, at first you just kind of didn't believe it. Like, oh, soccer's over. And I just spent like 16 years playing it. And like, that, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't even remember what, what my last game was, all that stuff. Um, but as, it, as time has gone on, it's just kind of like reflecting on all the like good opportunities that you had and just being thankful for that I was able to be in this position to begin with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as much as there are a lot of ups and downs with soccer, I feel like you learn so much, even like once you get into the workplace. And I feel like soccer just brings so many opportunities after college. Definitely. But um, I was thinking like it was definitely a shock to me when I saw the Big West had canceled in fall, fall sports. I mean, it felt like it came out of nowhere. Did you feel like did you see it coming at all? I, like I said, it was kind of in the back of my head that it could just because we saw the COVID test and or all the COVID in Southern California rising in California in general, just getting kind of out of control. Um, but I didn't think that they would have canceled it this early. I thought since our first games were in February, like the NCAA said, we'd be able to at least get some practicing in January, see how things go. Mm-hmm. But like I said, just all the things coming together that the coach my coaches have talked about and the athletic director just it just probably wouldn't work with everything going on yeah did you guys even um were you guys even able to practice in the fall just like to practice yeah we were but we were in pods so our team yeah so we started out um it was just basically individual we all had to stay 10 feet apart no like we were just with our weight trainer outside he was like coaching our fitness stuff and all that. No coaches were allowed. Then we moved to coaches in pods. So like four different pods, but we weren't allowed to like touch each other. We weren't allowed to pass a ball. We weren't, it was weird. We could only do like individual ball stuff. And then later we got to move into still in our pods, but no contact. So we were able to pass and like shoot and stuff, but we weren't allowed to do like 1v1s or scrimmage or anything like that. Okay, so basically non-contact the whole time and yes. staying in tiny pods. That's insane. I mean, we we started out with pods for us and then we eventually got to spread out, which is nice, but I can't even imagine, especially just being your last season technically, even though you didn't get to play any games. Yeah. That's really hard. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Um, so obviously with eligibility not counting this year, did you ever consider playing next season or are you still considering it? Uh, I definitely did consider it. Um, I, as you know, I had a redshirt year already. Yeah. So that has been something on my mind. Um, I just don't, because I'm finishing my undergrad a little bit early, mm-hmm. there would be no reason for me to stay and pursue more undergrad. And I don't know enough about what I want to do after undergrad. So it just logistically with academics just didn't work out to take a fifth year. If it would have, honestly, I would have probably taken it Mm -hmm. just to have that senior year over again and get to do the fun stuff one more time. But 
just with my academic like path it just didn't work out yeah I mean I feel like there are so many factors that come into play in deciding whether or not you want to take your fifth year I mean I think a lot of seniors including myself are feeling the same way I mean, COVID put all of us in a difficult position where you're having to decide whether or not to take a fifth year. And of course, that also depends on if you want to take an extra academic term, like what would happen with you, or if you already have a job or other plans set up after college. So like I said, there's so many factors that go into play. Mm -hmm. um, so just reflecting off of the past four years with your collegiate career, can you kind of discuss your journey as a collegiate soccer player from freshman year to now? Yeah, so as you know, it hasn't always been butterflies and roses with my soccer career in college. Um, so freshman year, I came in, definitely wasn't prepared for what was to come in college soccer. Um, I can honestly, looking back, say that now that I wasn't fully committed to doing what I had to do to be there. Um, so I redshirted my freshman year, came in my sophomore year, was more on that page but still distracted kind of with other things didn't get playing time my sophomore year now on to sophomore summer going into junior year I think is when it finally clicked for me that if I'm going to do this I need to do it with like everything that I have or I'm just going to regret being here the whole time and sophomore year summer I really just went after it fitness wise and soccer wise and just prepared coming into preseason that year and I came into preseason my junior year and got the highest beep test score that I'd gotten. And junior year was kind of like the breakout year for me. Started some games, played some full games, um, got to travel to BYU. That I think was my favorite game just with all like the fans and everything, it was crazy. Um, and then junior year, spring season was when COVID kind of hit. So in March, um, they shut down all of athletics. So from March until basically October was kind of on our own, just preparing for, we didn't really know what. Um, that was when I was named captain during that time. And then just basically got for my senior year, just got that pod playing for a few months, which I'm actually grateful for that I got to spend more time with my team in that. But yeah, so that was kind of my path to where I am now. So like what, what flipped for you? What made you kind of decide like, okay, like I'm not reaching my potential right now, but if I like do more things or fix something, I guess, then I can like get where I want to be. So I think it was just a lot of like, I had just done two years. So I essentially was halfway through my college soccer career and I was just really unhappy not with myself but just with the outcome of the situation obviously I think anyone in that position would want to be do be doing better mm -hmm. and I knew that one of the main things that I could control was how fit I was coming in to season and that's a way as I'm sure you know to make a statement right off the bat is by getting a good fitness test score and so I just decided that summer that I was going to go for it and if it didn't work out after I committed myself fully to it, then I would have known that there was nothing else I could have done. Like I did everything that I could have. So I just decided that I wanted to make the most out of it and do, do my best to see where that could get me. And it ended up paying off. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's really important for anybody to live by. You just have to control the controllables mm -hmm. and just do the absolute most you can do. And 
knowing that you've done all that you can, regardless of the outcome, like you said, I think that is an accomplishment in itself. I mean, I think obviously you want to get playing time and stuff, but knowing that you did everything that you can, like, I think that's the greatest honor to get, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, you're a captain, so it's obviously a very big deal that you were named captain of your team. What were the steps that you think that you took in order to become captain and how do you think you're shown as a leader from your other players? So I think the, well, they just, so we decided on captains by our coach basically called each one of us and asked us to name a few of the leaders that we thought were on the team. Um, I wasn't expecting to be named captain. Like I, the other two, two of the people that I named are actually captains with me now. Um, but I think a lot of it was just, I'm not the most vocal person. I'm not really the one who's going to yell at you or like get up in your face and tell you all this stuff. Um, but I think I tend to lead more by example. So even though I am on the quieter side, like I think people see the things that I'm doing on and off the field and respect that in a way just like I respect the, the things that a lot of them do on and off the field. So I think that was one of the biggest difference makers in me being captain was that people could see by my actions that, like I said, I just, I wanted to be there. I wanted to do our best. I wanted to see what would happen if we all came together and just worked our tails off to get there, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, as much as I'm sure you wanted to be captain during like an actual season how was it during the pods were you still able to kind of bring the team together during that fall practicing yeah it was definitely like yeah like definitely a weird year to be captain like there's no season really but um a lot of it was just kind of leading the warm-ups but more of it was just keeping everyone on the same page and staying positive Mm -hmm. so even though we weren't on the field really like being able to be captains it was more since we were all divided into different pods off the field, we weren't allowed to see each other either if we weren't in the same pod. So it was just trying to keep the team connected, keep people positive because we did hit a lot of hiccups. Uh, People were getting sick. They weren't getting sick with COVID, but they had to leave practice. You know, obviously we're all divided. We weren't able to connect with the freshmen as much because we weren't in their pod. So being captain was more just trying to keep the team all together and on the same path to moving forward. Yeah, and as much as you might think that that's just something small, I'm sure that that gave people a lasting impact. Trying to keep people positive, especially during this time is so important. And I'm sure people really appreciated that. So you you should be proud of yourself. Thank you. <laughs> um, so just looking back on your four years, would you change anything? Do you regret anything? Um, what after reflecting, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I, I don't, I wouldn't want to change. You and I have talked about this before. I wouldn't go back and decide not to play soccer or go play soccer someone else or somewhere else. I think the only thing that I would regret is being committed from the beginning and trying, putting all my effort in from the beginning. And it's, it's hard to, once you jump right into college, like, no, I don't think anyone can be fully prepared for what's going to happen with college soccer because it is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but just putting my full mind and body into it in the beginning just to try to get the best out of it. But overall, I wouldn't change. 
much about it. You know, it was, it was fun. I love my teammates. I love my coaches. Um, got to play with some people from club, got to play for, with some people from high school. Um, and also I just got to meet a lot of really good people that I know I'll be friends with for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something to put in consideration because I feel like I've mentioned this in my, one of my past episodes, I feel like relationships last a lifetime, obviously mm-hmm. soccer is temporary. So um, just reflecting off of your four years and having, making friends that'll last a lifetime is probably the most important thing. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. Like you'll, you'll always remember like certain things that practice certain things at games, but the real, really the things that you're going to remember is the people that you were surrounded by. And those are the people that are going to stick with you the longest. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that my last question for you is what is one piece of advice you would give an incoming freshman and also a current college soccer player? Um, I would probably just give them the advice that I gave myself is to, if you want to do this, to be committed to, you know, it's, it's hard. You're going to hit bumps in the road. Like you and I both have, everybody else pretty much has, whether that's injuries, playing time, anything, just to move past all that stuff. You're going to hit it, stay committed, keeps living and staying fit, like be a good teammate. Don't get frustrated. Like it's easier said than done, obviously, but I would just say to try to stay committed the whole time, even though sometimes it can bring you down and get you discouraged. Just try to stay committed. Mm -hmm. Well said. I totally agree with you. I feel like once you're not committed, it just kind of goes downhill from there and you're kind of in a slump and you're like, how do I get out of this? It's like a cycle of bad. Yes, exactly. I mean, obviously it's up to you to kind of figure out how you can achieve in college soccer. And I think the first step in doing that is being committed and obviously control the controllables, like you said, and just going out there and working as hard as you can. Exactly. Well, I think that about does it for today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Of course. For any listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to tune in next week, the podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Music, and of course, Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. Thanks for kicking it with me on the Women's College Soccer Podcast. See you next week. Yeah, let me show you how we kicking it.